pupils right now you're listening to the artistic eye podcast i'm your host dorian with three eyes aka d-o-r-i-i-i-o-n you can find me on all social media platforms at exactly that first and foremost i'm going to take the time to tell you that i'm extremely grateful and thankful that you even took the time to listen to this podcast whether it's two seconds 20 seconds or this entire fucking episode i want to let you know that i appreciate you for even lending me your ear so thank you The word of the day today is improv or improvise, aka I-M-P-R-O-V-I-S-E, or just simply I-M-P-R-O-V, improv. So what does improv or improvise actually mean? Well, according to the free dictionary by Farlix, improv means to make, compose, or perform with little to no preparation, aka To improvise means to act without warning, to act without preparation, to basically wing it. If you ever heard the term to wing it, that's exactly what improv means. To have no preparation and still act, to still go out there and and put yourself out there, to still express yourself, not actually knowing how to express yourself. You know what I'm saying? To To improvise means you're willing to put in the action to solve a problem while at the same time not even knowing how to solve that problem or maybe you do know how to solve that problem but the point is that that problem came up on the fly you know what I mean like that problem came up with little to no warning at all so you were forced to solve that problem right then and there you had no time to sit down and plan and overthink shit no this problem needs to get solved right here right now For example, let's say you're driving, you know, late night, 3 3 a.m., early morning, late night, whatever, right? There's no people on the road, and you're the only person that's driving on this road. And next thing you know, you get a flat tire. Well, if you get a flat tire and there's no one else on the road, that means there's no one there to help you. (laughs) And that means... You're going to have to figure it out yourself. Now, because it's a flat tire, a lot of us who have flat tire understand that that shit is unexpected. You know what I'm saying? That shit comes up out of nowhere. Who can predict flat tires? And so the only way to actually deal with that is to either get under that, get under that car and change the tire yourself or hurry up and call one of those traveling um tire changing company like trucks you guys ever seen one of those like the trucks that come and change your tires or whatever like that's a new thing but whatever right point is that the only way to improvise the only way to fix that problem is to act on that problem right then and there you know what i'm saying you can't plan it out that's improv improv is so important when it comes to the creative process improv is important for all artists the way I see it because I feel like improv 
is one of the highest forms of creation. In the fact that you are forced to create without any idea of how or what to create. You are forced to create with little to no tools, little to no resources. You are forced to create without an instruction manual. And last time I checked, that's what everything in life is. To some way, to some, to some degree. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are all born without instruction manuals. No, none of us were born knowing how this life shit works. <laughs> if you're a parent, your first child, you had to make mistakes with to learn what to do and what not to do as a parent. You know what I'm saying? Because we all know that parenting does not come with an instruction manual. You get what I'm saying? So the way to maneuver through life, the way to maneuver through parenthood or anything else for that matter is through improvising. AKA improvisation or improv or whatever word you want to use, whatever form of that word you want to use to act without preparation. If you can, the better you can improv AKA the better you can act without preparation, the better you can create without a set set plan, then the more creative you will be, the more artistic you can be. You know what I'm saying? The more powerful your creations can be. You know what I'm saying? That's not to say that planning doesn't have its own place in the creative process. There's a lot of um, benefits to planning things out. In fact, if you plan things out, your creation can end up being a lot more powerful than if you didn't plan things out. So that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that simply creating creating things on the fly, right? Creating things without any data, you know what I'm saying, on, on how to create something. Creating things without actually having any idea on what direction to take. By nature, by default, makes you more creative because it forces you to figure out what does work. It forces you to figure out what doesn't work. It forces you to go out there and explore. It forces you to figure things out by action and implementation and the observation. You know what I'm saying? Point is that the better you can understand how to improvise effectively and efficiently, the better you can create things on the fly. The better you can create things you know, randomly in that moment, you know what I'm saying? The better you can create things without needing external things, like needing a set amount of tools or a a set date and time. You know what I'm saying? Like, the better you can improvise, the better you can be creative. Point blank, period. I don't know how else you want me to tell you. So, start using that improvising energy, you know what I'm saying? Start doing things more creatively, aka doing things more randomly. Doing things without actually having a set goal, a set, you know, destination. You know what I'm saying? That's not to say don't ever do things without intention. You can still be quite intentive. You can still do things with deep, powerful intention, but you don't have to have it all planned out. You don't have to have an instruction manual. You know what I'm saying? So improvise, my friends. Find your creative calling and do what feels right in that moment, a.k.a. do another word that starts with I. Follow your instincts. You know, after today's word of the day being improv, it got me thinking. What are 
or should I say, who are some of the artists that use that concept of improv and improvising? Who are some of the artists that use that the most? Well, last time I checked, usually it's comedians. Actors and comedians, but more so comedians, stand-up comedians, right? Stand-up comedians are always talking about improv. In fact, there's literally a show, which is, of course, a comedy show, that is all about improv. A lot of you probably know this show called Impractical Jokers, right? And there's many other shows of the like, but the point is that comedians use improv deeply in their artistic endeavors and their creative expressions, right? But this whole episode isn't about improv, so I'm not going to go even more into that. But what I do want to talk about are the artists who use that method, that creative method, which are the, uh, which are the comedians. Now, what do I have to say about the comedians? Well, first and foremost, I, I got to say the fact that they're artists. A lot of people don't realize that you don't have to just sit down and paint all day to be considered an artist. You know what I'm saying? Your art doesn't have to be only visual for you to be considered an artist. There's other ways you can create art. It can be verbal. You know what I mean? It can be physical. You might dance or whatever. So art comes in many shapes and forms. First, we need to understand what art is. I already talked about what art is, but long story short, art is just you finding creative ways to express yourself. Maybe not even necessarily express yourself, but finding creative ways to express something in general, right? So if we wanted to narrow it down even more, we could just say art is creative expression. Boom, point blank, period. Isn't that what comedy is? Creative expression? Isn't that what stand-up comedy is, more specifically? Creative expression? And so, we need to start understanding that comedians are a specific type of artist. We need to recognize comedians as artists. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to call a comedian a comedian or you want to call a stand-up person a stand-up comedian, whatever, you want to be specific, fine, go ahead, right? If you want to get lost in the whole idea of labels, be my guest. Go ahead, label everything. I, I personally don't really like to label shit, but I understand the benefits of it. It helps us understand. So if you want to label, go ahead, label. But if you want to keep things basic, keep these things simple... And not try to over-identify everything and not try to over-label everything, aka not try to put everything in a box, then simply understand comedians are artists and we can just leave it at that, all right? So if you consider yourself as someone who can't draw or can't, you know, paint or whatever, visual, but you think you're a funny person or you're someone who knows how to take your story and, and shed light on it and make other people connect with that story and, and, and be entertained by that story. Or if you're someone who uses a whole lot of improvising energy where you can just create things off your imagination right off the spot or whatever it is, like, I'm here to tell you, you're an artist, all right? You're an artist. Doesn't matter if you can draw or paint, you're a fucking artist. 
if you can do those things that I just said. Furthermore, we can learn something from artists. All of us can learn something from everyone, but artists in particular, each artist, like each different type of artist, whether it be a photographer or a comedian or a graffiti artist or a basketball player, whatever, each type of artist we can learn something very specific from. Which got me thinking about comedians. We can learn something from comedians. We can learn a few things from comedians. And one of the things we can learn from comedians, if you haven't figured that out already, is the energy of improvising. Comedians show us in the world just how important it is to improvise. Because there's a lot of comedians out there who rehearse all night long. They have a, a, a specific pitch they want to, you know, talk about. They have a specific joke they want to land with the audience. And they rehearse it over and over and over again. And then there's been lots of times that when they go on stage to actually, you know, play out that role that they've been rehearsing, a lot of times they end up saying the lines wrong and the joke doesn't land the way it was supposed to. Or while they're rehearsing they they've been so stuck on rehearsing that they don't have any other they don't have any other jokes in their head they don't have any other backup plans right because they've been rehearsing this one thing that when they finally get up there to make this joke when they actually get up there to present themselves to the crowd they realize that this joke doesn't fit or they realize that this crowd isn't the audience that they had in mind you know what i'm saying like all this time they have been practicing this joke for a very particular audience. For example, maybe they are making a joke for an audience that loves cats or loves animals in general. But the audience that they're in front of right now probably doesn't like cats, probably hates cats or animals in general. Now they can't tell that joke. You know what I'm saying? Because that joke wasn't tailored to that audience. But because they were planning that joke all night long because they didn't have their eyes focused somewhere else, now they're stuck. Now they don't have any other alternative joke, any other alternative expression to present to the audience. Now they're just going to be seen as a bad comedian or a bad stand-up artist or whatever it is you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? Point is, there's been lots of times in the, in the stand-up world where someone over-planned. We can think that it's better to plan too much than to plan too little. But sometimes when you over plan, you take things into account that would never be taken into account in the first place. Or vice versa. There's things that you miss. You know what I'm saying? Like you think over planning helps you not miss things. But a lot of times when you over plan things, you might miss something. You might miss data and miss details that are important, which end up help or not helping you, but harming you and hindering you from achieving your goals, whatever those goals are. You know what I'm saying? So, going back into the improv improvising energy, when you improv, you don't have to worry about over planning. You don't have to worry about if you've been planning the right thing this all, you know, this time. Like, you don't have to worry about setting up multiple plans just in case the first plan fails. You don't have to worry about plan B and plan C and plan D, E, F, G, just in case plan A doesn't work. Because if you improvise, the only plan is plan A. 
And the beautiful thing about that is you don't need any other plan because plan A is adaptive. That's the point that I'm trying to make here. Comedians are the most adaptive type of artists there are. Or at least one of the most adaptive type of artists. Because their entire sketch, their entire pitch, their entire joke, their entire expression, whatever it is you want to call it, right? Their entire piece of work for the night or the day or whatever is solely dependent upon the reaction of the audience. And there is no way to know beforehand how the audience will react. You can never predict how the audience will react. You can never see the audience in the future. You can only see them from the present moment, which is exactly why you don't want to overplan things, which is exactly why improvising is more beneficial for comedians because it allows you to adapt. It allows you to continue creating and changing what you're creating while you're expressing. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of the times in the art world, expression comes after the creation has been done. But when it comes to improvising, you get to keep on creating as you're expressing. And allows you to adapt and change things that need to be changed and add things that need to be added and remove things that need to be removed. As a comedian, you might say something that doesn't land with the, with the, with the crowd. You might say something that is offensive, right? But in your ability to read the audience, read their faces, read how many people laugh and don't laugh, that gives you the ability to then change your jokes, change the direction of your jokes, aka that gives you the ability to improv, to improvise, to change your expression in the middle of your creating, or vice versa, to change your creation in the middle of expressing it. That's some powerful ass creation. So that's one thing we can all learn from comedians is that the power of improvising or more specifically the power of not overthinking the power of not over planning you know what I'm saying the best preparation is no preparation or quite simply the best way to be prepared is to prepare to be unprepared so the best thing you ever do in any situation is to adapt prepare to adapt to your situation that's it, that's all. Reminds me of the saying by Bruce uh, Bruce Lee. Be like water. Shapeless and formless. AKA, be adaptive. Be w- willing and ready to change in any circumstance, in any situation. And that's probably the most creative you can be. So that's one thing we can learn from comedians. But another thing we can learn from comedians... And this one I really love is, you know, think about it like this. Whenever they're improvising or whenever they're adapting their routine and changing their routine, a lot of times it's because they're changing their routine because of the crowd. They might have said a joke that didn't land, that wasn't funny or was offensive. And the crowd didn't give them the reaction that they wanted. And so they have to change. They have to improvise. But... 
in that along comes with negative feedback. You know what I'm saying? You have to be able to understand negative feedback in order to even be able to deem it useful. Because we can see that negative feedback is useful. That's what allows us to then change. That's what allows that's what gives us direction to change. That's what gives us direction to adapt. Negative feedback. So comedians teach us that negative feedback is important. But they don't only teach us that, they also teach us that while it being important, you have to have thick skin and you have to be tough in order to even understand the negative feedback. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one thing to get negative feedback. It's another thing to actually understand value and then respond to that feedback. And notice, I said respond, not react. Most of us in the art world, most of us in the world in general, react to negative feedback. But comedians respond to negative feedback. Now there's a difference. Now I'll do a whole episode talking about that difference. But long story short, the difference is that when you respond versus react, when you react, you're a reactionary. AKA, you 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 can be explosive, volatile. You you're you're acting off of emotion. Versus when you're responding, a response is like a dialogue, a conversation. You know, you're going back and forth. Not in terms of arguing back and forth, but going back and forth in terms of having a conversation. You're, you're, you're reaching understanding, common ground. You're seeing it from the other person's perspective versus just reacting. You're, you're seeing it from your perspective and, and trying to fight the other person's perspective. You know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a, it's a difference. But I'll talk more about that later point is is that comedians respond to negative feedback most people just react to negative feedback and the only way to do that the only way to actually respond is to have thick skin to be tough about negative feedback you need to understand that negative feedback isn't about you when someone's telling you if you get up there on the stage and you pour your heart out whatever it is and someone tells you you stink someone tells you You fucking suck. Don't do that shit again. It's going to be easier said than done to understand this. But trust me when I tell you, they're not actually talking about you. They're not saying you stink. Their words might be saying that, but that's not what they're actually saying. What they're saying is your performance stink. Your artwork stink. Whatever it is you just showed them stinks. A.K.A. It, it may not even stink. It may not even be bad art. It just doesn't connect with them. You know what I'm saying? It stinks according to them. Their perspective doesn't value it. You have to, you got, have, to have thick skin to know that. You know what I'm saying? Like The moment someone gives you negative feedback, you don't have to get all boo-hoo and sad and angry about it. Understand that this is someone giving you data. This is someone giving you information about what you just created. And you have the ability to use that information to make what you make, to make your creations, to make your art even better. 
at least better in their eyes. Right? Comedians understand that. Comedians understand how to adapt to the crowd, how to adapt to the audience, how to have, like I said, thick skin, how to not let their feedback and words penetrate them. You know what I'm saying? Comedians understand that they are not their work. That when people give feedback, they're giving feedback about their performance, not them as a person. And even beyond that, comedians teach us that sometimes you have to go against the grain. Sometimes you have to piss people off. Sometimes you have to make that joke that is politically incorrect. Because sometimes that is the most authentic way of expressing yourself. Sometimes that is the only true way to say what it is that you have going on in your mind. That's the sometimes the only realest way to get your imagination out there is to rub other people the wrong way. Comedians understand that. But artists, a lot of time, try to be too soft, be too politically correct. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that shit. Be yourself. Be an individual. Be different from the crowd. Be the black sheep. Understand that your perspective is valuable. And that's okay if you value your perspective and not necessarily everyone else's perspective. So what if you offend a couple of people? So what if it's intentional? Sometimes you have to intentionally offend a few people. Now that's not to say you have to be a dick about it and just piss people off. But there is value in opposing people sometimes. And comedians teach us that. They teach us that with their social commentary. Their social commentary a lot of times is not politically correct. But a lot of times in their politically incorrectness, they're saying some real Real shit You know what I'm saying Like they're saying some real shit They're saying some shit That a lot of people are too afraid to even say Yet they were thinking it Which is what comedians show us That's what comedians teach us That a lot of times the shit that we're afraid to say Other people are already thinking it (laughs) So maybe it's not so bad to actually say those Opposing opinions And that when we do so And when people oppose us about those opposing opinions, when people, you know, judge us for putting our opinions out there, that's okay. We don't have to have, you know, like a, 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 a bad interpretation about it. We don't have to be sad when someone doesn't understand us. We don't have to be so hurt and heartbroken when people point their fingers at us and call us names or consider us weird or don't understand the way we look at things. Like, Comedians understand the power of individuality. They understand the power of being yourself and not sticking to the crowd regardless of how politically correct or incorrect you are. So they have that thick skin. They have that individuality. And they have that improvising nature. And I'm sure there's a a lot more things that comedians probably can teach us. But right now I have to get to work. So I'm just going to leave us with that. But but understand that at the end of the day, we're all artists. And we're all teaching each other something. So look behind the cloth. Look behind the veil. And see what it is that you're teaching the world in your creative endeavors.